You may have come across the story that China's developing its own alternative to GPS. That might be ringing your conspiracy bells and scaring you a little bit. I want to demystify all this sort of thing. Right. Because so why would gonna... it be scary? You know what I mean? Why would it be scary? Yeah. Like, why would people instantly be like, oh, crap, China, and, well, you know, all their things. People are rationally and irrationally afraid of China. For, for sure. For valid and invalid reasons. <laughs> for sure. Can't let them dirty reds get... <laughs> get one over on America. Exactly. <laughs> you, when you talk about GPS, obviously, you're talking about global positioning global satellites. Global positioning system, yeah. Right, our system, right. Now... Why would China be making its own that? Well, I think in order to answer that question, we have to go back. We have to go back and do a little bit of history. After the launch of Sputnik, as if you remember from our moon landing episode, was the... First ever satellite. Right, developed by the Soviets. There were uh, two American physicists. They realized they could utilize the Doppler effect to pinpoint Sputnik's location. Ah, the Doppler effect. Yes. I remember learning that in high school. You do you? Yeah, actually, okay. about sound. Win one for, for the public education. <laughs> for public... <laughs> You're on notch one. <laughs> so the U.S. government started to get interested in investigating the inverse idea of using satellites to track something on Earth, especially when the, the Air Force and the Navy got involved because they could realize, wait a minute, that could be super helpful for our missile programs because, remember, this ah. is Cold War era. Yes. Accurate munitions is probably a strategic advantage for any military. Most definitely. And that's kind of what rationalized the giant amount of money that got poured into this. So a bunch of other projects were going on. To make a long story short, they all coalesced into the development of what we now know as GPS. Mm -hmm. Was DARPA involved, Marcus? DARPA was involved. Of course. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Another big event, skipping ahead in the timeline, in 1983, Korean Airlines Flight 007. <laughs> it was flying from New York to Seoul, South Korea, and it had a stopover in Alaska. But they mistakenly flew over restricted Soviet airspace. And the Soviets were like, oh, it's an American spy plane. Shoot it. Bunch of civilians died. Really? Yep. Pretty terrible event. Uh, and actually, I guess it wasn't admitted till the 90s. So this prompted Reagan to make GPS freely available worldwide. To not let something like this happen again, because they had navigational errors. So they, like I said, they were accidentally flying over like restricted Soviet airspace. Mm -hmm. Because they were from New York through Alaska to South Korea. That's the main plot of that uh, documentary that I was doing research on that I was just telling you about. <laughs> so. So when you mean um, that he allowed it, what do you mean? Like he, he just allowed telecom companies access to the satellite, the military satellites that were providing this GPS? Basically, more or less. Okay. Because the, that makes was, sense. there's a secret tech, basically, that they were using. And now they're like, and they're okay. like, wait, we can solve this and not let our, our citizens and everybody. Right. Let's, not make, let's not keep it secret tech. Let's make it just... Yeah, because we the, can use the baseline this. of tech. Because GPS, let's do a brief summary of how the tech works. So it requires line of sight to f at least four satellites to work. So they kind of just triangulate your position. Because right. if you just have maybe one or two, like there could be like a bunch of errors because all kinds of complicated stuff about timing in the atmosphere. Yeah, a ton of variables, I'm sure. scatters of and course. the weakness of the signal because it's not a very strong signal, as mm. you might imagine, something that's developed in the mid-20th century would be. Right. And so people basically use, like, the phones and the towers and the satellites in conjunction to be able to bounce the signal around the Earth yeah, to and, be able to have line of sight, like you were talking yeah, about, most, a straight shot of the signal. And most people are familiar with GPS when they're like, oh, I don't know how to get to Chili's or whatever. So they put, <laughs> it, in their, they put it in their phone. <laughs> GPS gives you lo not only location, but also time and speed. The thing is, like I said, it's it's developed by the U.S. government and the government actually has the ability to deny access or degrade the signal at will. For whatever reason. 
whether yes. it's national security or they actually they mean. actually have done that before and like officially yeah if an enemy is like using it to get around they could just be like oh well let's turn that off and cut you know huh. disrupt it so if they're getting like a signal from uh a region that they're not like politically friendly with mm-hmm. or whatever they may be like just turn that shit off right. and let's not let those People use this service. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Or if you just want to be a meanie. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, all the range of the spectrum of, of why you would want to do that, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, that makes sense, though. And one would argue, like, where's well, our satellite? So, you know, put your own satellite up there. And I mean, well, right, though? Like, I mean, kind of like a private company definitely. kind of a thing, right? And we're yeah. getting into sort of the motivations behind it. But mm. there's, I need to explain a couple more things first. There was a bill that was actually an executive order signed by Bill Clinton. The U.S. government has the ability to make the signal shittier, basically, through a process they call selective availability. Right. And it has to do with, like, the difference in time between the clocks on the ground and the clocks in the satellites. And there's a bunch of environmental factors and whatnot, obviously. Basically, they have what you need to know is they have the ability to turn it off or make it crappy. Right. And so that actually stopped under Clinton. Because and- he, he, like, signed some bill that said, like, everybody gets... Right, because Access. because other companies were developing alternative, other countries were developing alternatives and stuff like that. That's so he tried to like head him off at the pass, kind yeah, of thing. There was actually one. The EU is building a system called Galileo at the time, uh, from my nice. understanding. Interesting. Yeah, which would be their own like satellite network. Yeah. So the European Union has Galileo. India has NavIC. Japan hmm. has QZSS, which is actually really interesting. It actually augments GPS, so it's like a secondary thing to make it like better. Uh, and it's actually expected to be independent like the other ones by 2023. Huh. But the big news is right now, China has this one called B-Dow. B-Dow. B-Dubs. B-Dow. B-Dubs. B-Dow. So China has B-Dubs, and re- recently they've finished their third version of it. So it's kind of actually now somewhat par- like viable. It has or... parity to okay. GPS, I guess okay. you could say. Russia has one called GLONASS which uh, was actually developed around the same time as GPS. Of course, there was a a navigation gap. That one wasn't actually fully global until the 2000s. Okay. With that, there was also a question of how much better the military version of GPS is versus, like, the civilian version. And actually, straight from from the website gps.gov, it says, is military GPS more accurate than civilian GPS? The user range error of the GPS signals in space is actually the same for the civilian and military GPS services. However, most of today's civilian devices use only one GPS frequency, while military receivers use two. Hmm. Using two GPS frequencies improves accuracy by correcting signal distortions caused by the Earth's atmosphere. Dual-frequency GPS equipment is commercially available for civilian use, but its, its cost and size has limited it to professional applications. With augmentation systems, civilian users can actually receive better GPS accuracy than the military. So when it says two frequencies, does that mean it has it's getting it's getting data from two satellites? I don't know necessarily if it is uh, AM and FM, right? It's the same sort of thing, okay. basically. I'm oversimplifying it, but it's right, the right. same thing. But imagine like our GPSs only get AM, right? Others can do AM and FM, so they can kind of get they can more, get more variety of, more of programs. Yeah, 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 yeah. More of the information spectrum is like revealed. Visible. Yeah, whatever, and visible, actually, rather, actually yeah. on that topic, that's a good segue. If you're interested in any sort of spectrum type of stuff or the technology, the stuff with GPS is actually really interesting. And there was a, there was actually a battle going on between this company called Light Squared and the FCC because the FCC deals with the frequencies that 
wireless things can communicate with and everything and they, right, they sell portions of the spectrum for sure the thing with light squared was they wanted to make like their own like cell phone company but like the the their communication methods would have possibly messed with gps and so the government initially sold it to them but then like, oh wait this this won't we work we can't use so that so they got, killed it basically they got they got involved in a whole legal battle and everything like that well that kind of makes sense though yeah yeah so look into that it was pretty interesting and also the I didn't even know this was a thing, but there's there's a group called the International Telecommunication Union, and there was actually this interesting thing between Galileo versus the Chinese system, B-dubs, where I guess the rule is like the first country to use a certain frequency can claim that frequency and that like makes other sense. people can't use it. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole... It's like the moon. <laughs> the right. moon belongs to China because we got here first. <laughs> Real quick. So all these things like uh, B-Dib and um, the Japanese one and all that stuff, these are all state-sponsored satellites, yes? These yes. aren't like corporate... There are private industries that are involved, but yes, these are owned by the Pre- Predominantly state-sponsored. Yeah. How is that going to like mesh with Elon's freaking Starlink system that he's putting up, right? That's a good question. Because uh, he, he's completely fucking private and... You know, self That's a good question. And that has to do with Spectrum and all that sort of thing. Spectrum, and, the internet company. No. <laughs> no I'm, I'm just breaking your balls, dude. They're, they're really angry. They're pissed God, off. I don't like them. <laughs> no, that... They're that, man Comcast. They can suck it. So, actually, there's this cool picture that I came across that lays out the distances of the satellites from Earth. Okay, so look at that picture. Not only are they transmitting on different frequencies, but they're occupying different distances away from the Earth. So, they have right. different orbits. There are organizations that actually manage all of our satellites and stuff to try to make sure that they don't hit each other. And it's a whole big industry, actually. Yeah, or yeah. degrading orbit, which yeah. is crazy. It's like that's your that's your job, dude, 24-7, dude, is keep moving all these 10,000 satellites or however many are up in, mm-hmm. up in orbit right now from bunking into each other. It's like a never-ending job. Yeah. There's so many satellites around the Earth that people are getting worried that eventually we can't even, we can't even launch rockets from Earth anymore. Wally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Damn, so what I'm seeing on here is this uh, image that you just showed me is Galileo and the GPS and the, the B-dubs. GLONASS, I think that's one, right? GLONASS is Russia. Uh, Re- Russia. Yeah. yeah, they're significantly further away than yeah. I had initially thought. So uh, for people that can't see it right now, the image that I'm looking at basically has like the Hubble and the International Space Station and stuff. Which are super close. Super close to Earth, yeah. which obviously you'd, you know, you'd want that. And then several... I don't know what you call that. What is that? Kilometers? Several thousand kilometers outside of that like area out of the uh, Van, Van Allen radiation belt, which mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we discussed in the moon landing episode. The thing about the B-dubs being in the headlines recently, it gets a lot of people. China! The, the scaremongers and the conspiracy theorists go crazy. What but, do they say, Marcus? I'm not going to lie. I'm completely... Usually I got my finger on the pulse I mean, of I the tr- conspiracy theory. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I try not to go too far down this rabbit hole because it's one of those that's very obviously like you don't need to be worried about it, but... Okay, so first of all, even just within China, as we've talked about, like in the prisons episode, they're very totalitarian and they're not the most freedom-loving. I mean, yeah, so tracking tracking your location, yeah, tracking your location obviously is not very good. And then there's all there's all this concern about Chinese backdoors and like and I don't know if you heard about the company Huawei. Oh yeah, they were supposed to do like they were supposed to contract for the five G in America, and we were. Uh, that was a whole thing, and like now the, they're being the like company investigated Lenovo, by the where they're just feeding all this data back to the Chinese government. Right, is kind of the the big one, I guess, that people are scared of. So there's that, and then there's other things like without getting too far into the tech, GPS doesn't really about communicating. It's not you can't like send messages through it. 
it's a limitation of the tech. It's more about like orienting yourself, yeah. Yeah, but like the different systems in theory could be used to actually for for communications. And not only that, but because it's developed by another country and it's not our system, we don't have of any an control over it. it. Right. We don't have control over it. We don't right. know what they're using it for. And that makes us nervous, obviously. Yeah. But here's the thing though. The redundancy between systems and having multiple systems is actually a great probably a thing. good thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because if one system fails if for whatever technical reason, or it gets hacked, or like the satellites crash, or whatever, then we have a backup. Yeah, and it it, it makes sense strategically if you're in another country because if America haven't for a long time, but if they were to deny you access to it or right. do now this presumably there's this other the signal, other option you can do or whatever. And yeah, no, that's good. That's we want international competition. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Now, when you're talking about the job market and, uh, well, (laughs) I mean, it should be. But, like, uh, yeah, you're right. I I feel like people would kind of push back on that. But we want to be able to, like, objectively be able to compare data. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's – so be able to – a way of us to be able to see if there's any kind of, like, nonsense going on as if one – Sides data Most is definitely. different than the other, and mm-hmm. then we're gonna have to decide, you know, who's telling the truth and who's lying. And and another funny side note, actually, I guess there's a problem with like the maps in China; they're not super accurate, so it's kind of funny. No way. And uh, the other truth is that a lot of people don't realize is most satellite navigation devices actually already use more than one satellite navigation system, more than just GPS. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like the Snap, for example, the Snapdragon processor, the Qualcomm Snapdragon, which is in pretty much every Android smartphone. Okay. Uh, is a, is a able to use GPS, GLONASS, Galileo, BDubs, QZSS, SBAS, GNSS. So literally like jumps between all the available like yeah. possibilities. Right. Interesting. I and didn't then, know that. Yeah. And then, of huh. course, you supplement that with like Wi-Fi or the cell towers to even make it even more accurate. Right, right, right. So, so there's really nothing to be scared of, at least not yet until they – until we discover that they pack something else in those those satellites that <laughs> yeah, right. shoot lasers or something. Well, it, it, it might be one of those things that they might have to kind of get determined by um, people that you know know more know more about the subject than I. But you know, is there a danger between uh, for using the the software or the or the hardware of you know states that we're not super like politically friendly with? Mm. You know what I mean? Because uh, China definitely has been kind of proven to. Very sneaky, um, you know, like backdoors and like certain things that they can, like you said, kind of data mine. I'd imagine it'd be kind of expected for anything that the international community uses to be kind of like objectively what they say it is. I imagine, though, that uh, in general, that's not like a bad thing. You know what I mean? I mean, imagine we have to kind of keep an eye on it. Yeah, like I said, the redundancy is good, and other countries have their own, and you're already using multiple services probably anyway. So. Un- unbeknownst to you, yeah. yeah. The average person doesn't necessarily care. They're just like, I want to know I want how to, to work. get to exactly. fucking so Pizza Hut. So you need to use more satellites to triangulate your... Yep. Yeah. So. More information is always better, just as a general rule. Agreed.